Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, I'm going to whisper some things to you now about Crunch Chocolate Bars. Because apparently this whispering thing is a thing that makes you feel things. It's saying something crunchy is coming in the candy wrapper language. Mm. Imagine your tongue hiking up those crispy, rocky ridges. Now, drum roll, please. Wow, that's good. Crunchy, munchy chocolate doesn't whisper. Turn up the fun with Crunch. Yeah. Yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws? Feathers or fur? Sharp teeth or feet with claws? Whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves. Then podcast the body parts get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows. Have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck the censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a huff a puff and Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Yo, kick it oh, up, bro. Oh, What's oh, happening, shit. yo? I said it's time for action Boom, 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 selection Wolf and Owl podcast up in your little melon piece Oh, Back oh. on the Sunday morning oh, record Sunday morning thing, 9am Oh my gosh Oh, let me just say delightful. one thing. It's delightful. It's delicious. It's tasty. That hat, Listen, that hat is crispy. That is know, nice, boy. Let me say so. It's a, it's a gumball. It's a gumball three thousand gift. Another gumball for a Martin Too Smooth. Wow. I'll, I'll get. Well, I'll get you one if you. Matt, can I just say, gumball Martin Too Smooth. His caps are just another level. Yeah, I, I don't know. Just I don't well know thought out, I, beautiful bits of kit. Yeah, I don't know what I prefer about gumball: the cars or the hats. I really don't know. Oh man, the I think are, I'm all about the hats. I'm not a car guy. Mm. Mm, I'm not a car guy. I mean, uh, actually talking about that, because that is one thing we've been talking about is you te- teaching me to drive, isn't it? Uh, we have been talking about that, yeah. I'm going to teach you to yeah. drive, yeah? Yeah, me and you going on some It doesn't feel dangerous, business. does it? I, you know does what? Does it feel like? I genuinely thought when you first sort of like mulled it over and it was sort of like you said, I'll put this in your brain and just digest no, it for a bit. No, not my idea. <laughs> not my idea. But go on. And we know it's I not my actually, idea because you worded it in a way that I would never fucking dream of wording it in a million years. <laughs> But what what my thought process was is like this guy is sensual, he's caring, but also he used to be a teacher. So if I'm going to put my you know my virginial sort of like naked sort of like driving, are you trying to fit as many mistakes into this sentence as you possibly can? (laughs) No, no, no. But you know, because I'm you know, if I'm going to put myself as putty in anyone's hands, I'm glad it's in yours, and you can mould me how you like. Yeah, I'm putting myself in your hands. You realise that, right? Because you're driving. Have, like, would, would we have to hire one of those uh, cars with two pedals? Two I, think pedals? Have, I think we. I, listen, ordinarily you wouldn't do that, but you know you, you're not going to hire that to teach a mate. But what I don't want is a headline coming out: Romesh Rangnathan and friend die in driving lesson accident. Friends? Right? What have we got? Who is it? Just no, it's just you. A few of it. Friend. Oh, cool, cool. Friend, 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 friend. <laughs> um. <laughs> You, me, fucking Josh, and fucking Rob all in a car together. Yeah, car crashing successful. 
Tom Davis <laughs> killed during driving lesson. I think that was one of the reviews when the show first yeah. came out. Yeah. Turns <laughs> out, turns out the weakest link in road safety is Robert and Nathan. <laughs> Some shit like that. <laughs> Do you think you'd be a good driving teacher? No, I, I Well, look, I used to be a teacher, obviously. So I've got that. But you've also got good patience, I think. You're a very patient human being. Do you believe that genuinely? Do you genuinely believe hmm. that? Yeah, I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. You I wouldn't that say that. So that I show you your common technique of saying something nice so I show you my soft underbelly and then you pull out a fucking... No, 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 no. No, no, I do think you... I think you actually... A very patient. I think you'll be. You think. I think you'd be there for someone to give them sort of like the rewards they need to their soul while they're learning to drive. You know, you'd sit you next know? to me. And, yeah, because actually it's good practice. Because Theo's going to need to learn to drive soon. Yeah, we were talking about that actually yeah, last night. Um, oh really? Yeah. Theo, Theo's already got his eyes on what he might be driving when that comes around. But I said to him, "Listen, wow. there's no point in thinking about that now because by, by the time like Theo's twelve now, by the time he's of driving age, I mean it's like it's his first period." <laughs> You said about <laughs> someone from fucking Downton. By the time he reaches vehicle age, by the time the yes, hair... Sir, by the time Theo is of driving age, there'll be a new McLaren out. And I'd have done another 78 Oh, here tours. we go. We fucking... No, but I'm saying that cars will be running off like soy milk or something, won't they? Yeah, Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Or in your house, they will be. Ooh. Zing. Um, <laughs> uh... Can you hear these church bells? Can you hear this or not? Oh, look at you showing off you live in a little provincial town. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a big brag, isn't it? I've, 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 you, hear it all, <laughs> you hear it in all the rap tunes, don't you? <laughs> That's a fucking... Oh, look at Rom getting his big dick out talking about how he lives near a church. <laughs> Fuck off. Such a braggy little oh, prick. Fuck it, oh man. Oh, so I'll tell you fucking honestly. Church bells got me up at six, yo. Yeah, absolute nightmare having three places of worship within the radius. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you. It's um. What's Theo looking at the moment? Well, he's just sort of. Uh, he's just. Uh, I. Uh, it's weird, isn't it? I don't reckon. I genuinely don't think. For me, like I didn't pass my driving test till I was twenty-four years old, right? So I, I did. I did a driving. I did a test at seventeen. Like all my mate yeah. in Crawley, like, I don't know what it's like. I mean, we weren't that, we didn't grow up that far apart, but like in Crawley, driving was, ugh, you had to drive. Like it was not because to get anywhere, it's just, it was like a status thing. You know, you have to be able to drive and all my mates were passing their tests. And then I, I, I took a driving test at 17 and I failed quite badly. Uh, I didn't cause an accident or anything like that, but like even, no, no. I was nervous from the top of the driving test where, where when I came back, my driving instructor said, even the way you sort of pulled out the test center, I thought he's done for. I mean, it wasn't a really nice thing to say to a <laughs> 17 year old kid. No. I know because I just didn't have proper control of the speed of the car. So everything really, yeah, I shouldn't have passed. One. I shouldn't have passed. And I didn't, but when, but, but my, my, uh, inbuilt sort of, uh, low self-esteem or whatever you want to call it meant that even the rejection of being told I failed my driving test was too much for me to take. And I didn't have a lesson for another six years after that. Wow. Yeah, it was really bad. Wow. I, sort of, I, I, I started to get like uh, driving lesson associated anxiety. I mean, I remember even like when I went back to get my driving lessons again, um, I can't, it's so sad, isn't it? I can't even remember the name of the woman that taught me the second time round. But like if she had, if she Better had- Better teacher than the, the, the first teacher? Well, I mean, I passed my driving test with her, but I was much older. Yeah. Not much older, but you know, I was a few years older. So I wasn't sort of, you know, yeah. I wasn't sort of dealing with an, a permanent hard on. Like well, you, was when I was you, you had turned from a boy into a man. 
Yeah, yes, yeah, so it's a nice thing to say, but I don't think I was fully, I was sort of quite a late developer, I'd say, both sort of <laughs> mentally and physically. Um, but um, uh, she was better, I guess. I mean, I passed my test, but she didn't, she didn't stop talking, ever. Yeah, but did they do that to chill you? No, yeah. no, but it wasn't chill. She would tell me about other... What was she talking about? Other, problems she, and stuff? No, she talked mainly about other... Uh, other like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Other clients? Is it other students? Sorry, other students. Well, I think you could say other learners. I think in this situation, other learners yeah, is adaptable. Oh God, what's this? Is two weeks in a row now? I'm having to get fucking <laughs> schooled on vocab from the wolf. Um, right, but yeah, uh, yeah. Um, other learners. She would tell me about like the things they were good at that I wasn't. Like so, for example, one of the big things you'll discover when we're in the car together is approaching a roundabout. Roundabouts are, are an insane. Slow idea. down. Look at what's coming round. Okay, the, the idea that you think that's insight is is a real <laughs> testament to the size of the problem that we've got. But um, but it's like um, you've obviously got loads of moving cars coming round, and like you see, you see, you're trying to analyse it. It's like a bit of like walking the line between being assertive and 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 being dangerous, right? And uh, yeah. she would say to me, "Oh, oh, well, the thing is, you always you you stop at the roundabout and you're kind of looking around and you kind of know, Stephen." He, it's like Stephen and I've got this thing in common. We just take a. Fo- it's almost like we take a mental photo as we arrive and know exactly oh, how to. Fuck off, Stephen. So I don't want to hear about all these other. There's Stephen in every fucking lesson you take in your life. There's a fucking Stephen. I know. Whether it's golf, driving, whatever you're fucking doing, yeah. there's someone who's there's a Stephen. And it well Stephen's done for keeping it well now. within. Well done for keeping it within your wheelhouse, by the way. Golf and driving. <laughs> Thanks for, giving, thanks, thanks for giving examples that everyone can relate to. Even knitting, probably, I'd imagine. It'd be a Stephen. <laughs> Steve. fucking, oh, Stephen. Fucking Steve Stephen just, just fucking just lets the needles fucking go yeah. crazy. Well done, Steve. You managed to put the bubble on in one go. You well, Stephen started off knitting a scarf and knit, knitted a whole jumper because he thinks outside you know the what? I just thought I'd make it an all-in-one bodysuit. <laughs> it just sort of came natural. So where did you get that plan? Didn't use a plan. Freestyled it. I took a photographic. I, I took a photographic analysis with my eyes, and I just worked it out from there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, we'll t- I'll teach you to drive, bro. I'll teach you to drive. It'd be, it'd be a nice. It'd be a nice flex, just as well. It'd be a nice chance for us to hang out. Mm. There's something I think quite I don't know, romantic's not the word, but sort of almost like sort of like just about me and you in a sort of rainy car park on a Tuesday evening, like sort of like the the sort of glow in the distance of an industrial estate. Mm. Just you know, just sort of like you being like, right, you know, come on, mate, you can do this. Put it in. I, I, by the way, I want to learn to drive an automatic. I've got no time for manuals. Yeah, so. I don't think there's any point in doing that. But also, you know, um, yeah, I mean, we've got to do this quickly, haven't we? If we teach you in a manual. I think we're looking at a five to ten year project. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> Fifty two. <laughs> Fucking. Hell. God, just God. I wonder what it's. I wonder what it's going to be like for you to. To drive, because obviously you're doing it with the with the purest of intentions, which is to be a good sort of family man for your yeah, wife, yeah. for your wife and child. But like you know, if you imagine what the motivations are when you're 17, even the motivations when I was 24. I mean, the motivation when I was 24, I was going out with a girl, and I found it embarrassing that I couldn't drive. Did you really? Because motiv- this is the thing. I, my, one of my main ticks was like when I made new friends or sort of made a girlfriend was making sure they could drive. That was, yeah, that's I a didn't. cool thing to demand. <laughs> yeah, that's a really cool thing. It's a really nice thing to demand something. Yeah, of but you know what? You this is the thing, yourself. right? Now, this is the thing, right? I backed my personality enough and backed who I was as a vibrant fucking associate within the firm, right? To then basically people turn around and go, yo, this guy's worth it. He doesn't drive, but he brings other stuff to the group. You know, sometimes, sometimes I worry about, I wonder about what, what you as a 
as a member of this podcast team because, you know, I feel like we got into this together as two sort of like-minded twats who've got low self-esteem and, and hideous crippling body issues. But every now and again, you say something a little bit fucking alpha. And I think to myself, I wonder if this guy's masquerading. No, you know no, what I mean? Like with these people, you know, like these comedians that pretend that life's tougher for them than it is. I've always struggled with girls, have you? Because you've got a six pack and look fucking unbelievable. No, let me, you can trust this. I've struggled with girls and, you know, it, it came with it. So look, let me just say, I was dumped on a number of occasions because I couldn't drive. But also... Well, that means you were in relationships. Okay, well done. All right, don't, sh- don't rub it in my but, face. <laughs> the, um, if, if I'm honest with you, driving-wise... I'd driven from a relatively, because my dad was in the car business, so I'd driven a bit, but I just didn't, I think because of ADHD, I really struggled with focus. Oh, well done. Not well speeding. Done. And, well done. You've, um, pulled it, you've pulled it back now. I also, I think as well, like without being, I was a bit nerdy in the sense that people around me were always drink driving, and I was always very against that vibe. Like, I had quite a few mates who seemed to think it was cool to, back in the 90s, vibe out and, and do that. And I, I, Yeah, I'd sooner get the bus and get in a car with a drink driver. Yeah, the, the, the drink driving is like, I mean, my, my, I don't want to speak ill of the dead and love the man to bits, but my dad's attitude to drink driving was far more relaxed than it, than it should have been. It's just like, fuck you, you can't have a few pints and then, guys, it's going to be a bit of an adventure, this one. You know I mean, it's actually really dangerous. <laughs> um, but yeah, but when my I was dad, 17... My dad was so set against it, really? it was unreal. He was, in, so he was in the car business, so he'd just judge people. Yeah. We're from a big Irish family, so yeah, pretty much everyone would do your dad's version of like, you know, you'd be at a family party and everyone would just be leathered and just sort of leaving fucking, you know, see you next time type thing. And my dad would be like, not talking to them again then. They're out. <laughs> fucking arseholes. He's had about five Guinnesses now, he's getting the car with his family. No, I respect that. Um, you you, yeah. you have that sometimes. Yeah. Like, I, I even remember having that like where it happens every now and again where you'll be out at some situation and then somebody's drinking and then you come sort of close to the end of the evening and you go, how are you getting home? And they go, oh, yeah, just, just be fine. And then yeah, it, yeah, sort of, it, it sort of really takes you by surprise. You go, oh, shit. Like, and, 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 and you sort of go, this person seems so sensible. But, they, but you know, some people just, Mate. they just end up having this sort of attitude to, to drink driving, like, it's, it's all right. Everyone's, I don't know what everyone's up at, like, you know, yes, okay, it's a little bit trickier in the dark, but you just take it a bit slow and you're fine. Mate, I play golf with my accountant, right? And he's a very, very straight-laced dude, right? Very straight-laced. Play golf, get into the clubhouse after. He's driving afterwards. Here's about five pints, six pints. Mm. And I'm like, Monday morning, I'm fucking pulling my books away from you. Really? I don't need that kind of renegade looking after my numbers. Renegade? Yeah. I was just like, but you know, like, you're like this guy's like on the phone, proper, like, got a little bit of, you know, just straight, straight-laced. And all of a sudden, he's sitting there just... Nick, Nick in points. I, I think that genuinely I think that, is there more going on than this, just this. I think that might have been one of the sexiest things I've ever seen. Like, just that sentence in isolation. I don't want a renegade looking after my numbers. Oh my god! <laughs> Sounds like the fucking beginning of a grind tune. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever taken anyone's car keys off them? No, I haven't. I don't think I haven't got the muscle or the fucking respect within my peer group to do that. Like you see it sometimes on like on a soap or a great, uh, you know, where someone's like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to drive home. And someone's going, no, you're bloody not. And they grab the car. It's, case it, and go, it's, like, it's like a known phenomenon, isn't it? it? It takes an incredible strength of character to step up and do something like that. It's like, um, 
they, they, they did a study, and by the way, I'm half-assing this completely, but they, they did a study where, like, there have been incidents of, of like, it's so difficult to step against the group and, and say something different, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So they've had a situation, like, they've been, they've been loads of situations where in, like, in, in, in operations or whatever, one of the nurse, like, the, you know when an operation's gone wrong, and at the end of it, they investigate and they go, yeah. they've had, like, five medical professionals in the room. How could nobody have spotted that this is the wrong way to do it? And it's because of social pre- of like pressure, peer pressure. Where like you you're yeah. watching it, and like you know they, they they talk about it after they talk to them afterwards, and like a nurse would be going, "I actually did think that that was wrong, but I thought, oh god, it must be. I must be. I must have made a mistake here. I'm not going to say something because this guy's more senior to me, or or whatever." And so they just fucking let it go. <laughs> you know that happens so much. So like the idea that you'd have, yeah. and, and the idea that you'd have the social sort of courage to, and also let's be absolutely honest, the person taking the car keys of someone is in the right, yeah. But that there's a oh, yeah, yeah, all the time, but, and also it, like in the social group. Let me tell you as well, everyone's respecting that person. Like this is a, this is a genuine thing, right? I used to drink at a pub, right? This is a sad, very sad sort, of, but. There was a guy who drank in the pub whose son was knocked down by a drink driver, right? And then he used to come in the pub and he'd drink in the pub and drive home. He'd, he'd have like 15, 16, like he'd literally get leathered in the pub and then drive home berating drink driving. It was such a weird thing that you genuinely you'd sit there and think, you're doing the same thing, mm. right? And I used to say to him, oh, you know, you know, let me talk you out of a taxi, I'll get someone to drop you home. He's like, no, I'll fucking drive. Like, you know, and you, you think... Surely the thing that you you're you're fucking you're making a stand against is the very thing now that you're 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 fucking doing. But not not once did I ever fuck it. And it's sort of you know you feel a bit ashamed of yourself that I never had the fucking aptitude just to go. You know what, mate? Grab his keys and then go. I'll get you know number one because I think he'd probably have beaten me up. I'd have probably become the focus point weirdly as the person stopping the drink driving to be like the sort of attention of all his anger. But it, it's an insane thing, like. I saw, you know, when you see something happen in front of you and someone does something and it's like a really moral sort of incredible thing, you know, I've done it within my group with, like, within race, with racism and st- stood up and said something. And then, and and then, then what? One of the others also, has said, been, that's pretty racist, Tom, what you just said. <laughs> yeah, I've said something pretty racist and someone's brought me to task for it. No, I've, I've sort of, someone said something and I've argued about it and then within the group then felt ostracized, sort of almost like, pushed out a little bit during mm. say like you know the football game or the evening that we're having and then the next sort of morning i get a text from someone going oh, i thought it was really cool actually it was really yeah. fucking good it's bad, though, and said something you're like well why couldn't you fucking say something it's last bad, night because i felt like an absolute like fucking i thought you sort of sit there and think i've done the right thing but now i probably will never be able to socially you know and i don't know i want to socially sort of like mix with half these people but yeah, it's a really strange thing of actually sort of uh, yeah. standing up yeah. and doing something. Yeah. Now, here's, it, 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 here's a, qu- a quick question, if I can just do a quick gear change, right? Like that, that, yeah. that conversation we've just had for the first, whatever, 20 minutes of yeah. this podcast, right? Quite, we got quite deep. We started off quite funny about the driving, got quite deep. Yeah. How would yeah. you feel about if we got that deep in a, in a live setting? Do you know what I mean? Bearing in mind that you're sort of used to Ooh. What do you think? Mm-hmm. What do you think it would be like? Mm-hmm. Um,. Crack open a can of self-indulgence because I'm up for this. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the answer is we're going to find out. I mean, obviously, we won't have the, exactly the same conversation because um, I can't no, believe be I, I can't believe we've not mentioned it yet. We're fu- we, it's happening. No. It's, fu- it's happening, guys. It, it's happening. 
with Wolf and Owl Live. I was about to say it's coming to your town, but it's highly likely it isn't because we're doing a couple of warm-ups and, and just one major one just to see how it goes. Uh, so that's happening. Wolf and Owl Live. Good luck. No, I'm joking. We are doing pre-sales of the tickets. Um, if you go to... Tom, do you have a website? No, 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 no. Okay, because I was feeling bad about this being off my website and then if you don't have a website. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, but you have a website. You, this is, that is, that's the most big dick move I've seen you do for quite some time. Yeah, because yeah, you're absolutely right. I don't know what it is about you challenging me on big dick moves. Oh, you live near a church and you've got a website. Can, can I say something? A website's had about nine <laughs> hits in the last two and a half years. Okay. <laughs> But I'm just saying, I, I, the reason is, is I'm about to read this website out and it's off my website listen, listen, and I felt listen. bad. So I was just double checking that there both, is a reason for this. Yeah, look, if Luke Skywalker and Han Solo were going to do a live podcast, right? Luke Skywalker, they'd use his, uh, they'd use his, his website because Han probably wouldn't have one. Because Han's cooler and doesn't have a website, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, okay, so it's romeshranganathan.co.uk slash wolf and owl, all as one word. Wolf and owl, not the ampersand. The word, Wolf yes. and Al. Sign yourself up to the mailing list and you will get details of the Tick Ticks. It's going to happen We will both put the link up on Wednesday as this hits up. Yeah. And actually, yeah. And we uh, certainly yeah, say we'll do that. Thank you as well, everyone, for the buy-up of all the merch. Oh, yeah, merch. Uh, we'll probably have some more for the live shows, haven't we? Yeah, 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 I think so. Maybe some more designs. Let's get, let's get wavy with yeah, some more Yeah, let's diversify. Yeah, yeah, more yeah, and yeah, more. Yeah. So that, so I, that I, we end up with, really, with more, really with more is, leftover uh, stock. <laughs> What I really want is uh, those Bacardi Rum T-shirts. Um, well, listen, I, Bacardi. I, I, I imagine, I imagine Bacardi are absolutely delighted with what's happened regarding that being mentioned on the podcast. I tell you, who's not delighted about being mentioned on the podcast is Newman. Oh well, now, yeah. is it Newman or Newman? Yeah, it's Newman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Newman, right? So, <laughs> so you you got you, you slapped your dick on the table in the last episode yeah. and said, yeah, you said that Newman doesn't work, and you're willing yeah. to get. Uh, um, you want you want you want four subjects to yep. choose. Uh, by the way, thanks for that. We've the, the, having to sift through a thousand bald men emails has been fun. So thanks for that. It's all good for you, isn't it? Doing this fucking call to arms and not having to do any of the fucking admin for it. Um, anyway, oh, just quickly, Napoleon wasn't doing admin. You know, Napoleon was out there on the fucking front line fighting the battles. And then he had someone clerical. So I'm your clerk, am I? <laughs> you know, you're like the clerical guy. Napoleon's like, we're going to fucking rain down blows upon our enemies. I'm going to take yeah. the battleships and fucking fight people. And you're like, how many battleships I do, think, do you I do bloody think, need? I do, think, I do think that is apt for you. Because you do, for a big guy, you do have exceptional small man complex. <laughs> so it, all, it all makes sense. How many bloody battleships do you need? How many horses do you need? <laughs> Just get it done. I'm not a thinker. I'm a fighter. <laughs> All right? Make it happen. I'm conquering um, you, fucking mug. Um, so anyway, Newman, I don't know if you want to read this out, Tom, or you want me to read this out, but Newman... I think it's good for you, you, you to read it out. So basically, Tom, Tom said, Newman doesn't work. He's angry with people who are involved in the advertising of this product. Yeah. Um, and he, and, and he, he basically said he, was gonna, he wanted four board people to get in touch because he knew it involved no extra work for him whatsoever. Uh, and he would pay for their treatments. Now, Newman have been in touch. Oh, yeah, this is the other thing. Tom said if it did work, he would clean my feet for a month in some weird bring me into it for some unknown reason way. So anyway, the reason I've said that, it will become clear. Uh, Newman, dear Mr. Davis, here at Newman, we're big fans of the Wolf and Owl podcast. However, we're not such big fans of you slamming us like Storm Eunice. We want to be completely transparent. 
Is it Eunice? Yeah, Eunice, yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. Not yeah. Eunice, is it? Uh, we want yeah, to be completely yeah. transparent. Not all hair loss products work, and there's more snake oil online than there are hairless men. But here at Newman, we not only provi- we only provide treatments that are clinically proven to work to people we believe they'll work for. Oh, my gosh, Tom. What's more, we're willing to put our money where our mouth is. We'll provide the four hair growth kits and let them do the talking. If you find four of your listeners who are a little bit sparse in the hair department, if they have extremely fine hairs or even microscopic stubble, we can help. We also need to make it clear that we're not, however, miracle workers. Once you're bald, there's no coming back. Only a toupee or a trip to Turkey can save you. Still up for cleaning Romish's feet. Best Newman. Brackets the formerly bald eagle. So how do you how do you feel about that? I'm up for it, man. I'm up for I'm up for us. Of course uh, you're up for it because it saved you a little bit of money, you fucking tight prick. <laughs> no, no, I think look, 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 let me say this, right? I went I called to arms, right? Yeah, you know, like very much, you know, like any sort of war situation, I've made mm. a step in one direction. Newman have now stepped up as well. Okay? So now we're what they call tender hooks, or this is a Mexican standoff, right? We now need to be very, very, very vigilant and find these four people. Like, you know, um, what my worry is, is I'm too emotionally, you know, into this thing that, you know, mm. should I be able to, would I be able to pick the four people? I think it almost needs oh a sort of third God. person. <laughs> like, to pick our follically challenged brothers, our brethren. Okay, well, look, listen, I th- who are you suggesting? Oh, you know what could be fun? What could be really fun? Right, Sunday evening at the Ranganathan household, right? You know, what you could do is get all the pictures of the bald men and then, like, you and the boys and Lisa pick, like, your favourite four, a bit like the X Factor. Turn it into, like, the X Factor. <laughs> Can I tell you something? I'm, I'm already, uh, I already have uh, sort of uh, issues about how much respect my children have for me, about <laughs> what I do and how I conduct myself. The idea that I would tell them that as part of Dad's job, We've got to select four bald men to experiment on. <laughs> but you know, like the X Factor. <laughs> you know, like the X Factor, right? When they're all like standing there and Louis, like, you know, Louis Walsh and Simon Cowell and everyone going head to head on like who their favourite ones are. Yeah. You could, I'd say film it as well. Film it and put it out as content. Mm. This would be a more effective wind-up if there was any fucking chance of me doing any of <laughs> You've got an island in your house, right? What? What do you mean? In the kitchen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So get all the... All, all the, so that, all the is, that's a slam. <laughs> that's not a slam. It's the same. Get all the faces printed up, right? Or do it like the Tinder. You know? Swipe across, right or left. Yeah. All right, all right. I, yeah, I we, genuinely we get... think... Right, look. Theo might be a little too old for it, but let me tell you, Alex and Charlie would get a rush out of it. And Lisa would love it. Yeah. So you think the younger the better for choosing these bald men for this experiment? I think it would just be a fun family thing. And I think like in years to come, like they'll like you know, Theo's wedding or Charlie or Alex's one of their weddings, I'll go, Oh fucking hell. Remember dad used to like get pictures of bald men and we'd pick our favourite ones. Yeah. I'm glad he's estranged. <laughs> I'm glad we divorced him. <laughs> Have you spoken to him? No, apparently he, he's still, they're still doing that podcast, but none of the networks will let them do it, so they just sort of shout it in the park. Yeah, we <laughs> Those four guys that we helped out, they're all here. Yeah, apparently, apparently Tom, will, 
Tom and Dad just go meet up with those four guys every week. <laughs> One of them's really that. hairy. The other three still bald as fuck. <laughs> 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 oh <be> god <laughs> one of my favourite things ever that was genuinely I'd, I'd pay to watch that man what did you do yesterday what's your weekend been sir oh man I've, we've had family here um, Grace meet their cousin for the first time yeah, it's been good, oh, man. It's been amazing. It. It's been a beautiful, blessed time. Uh, she's yeah, she's incredible. The little little rascal. Uh, before this podcast, uh, did the the poo of all poos. It was pretty fucking biblical. To be fair, yeah. I, I I'll never forget Theo doing a doing a shit and then doing a piss into that shit yeah. and creating sort of a, a porridge <laughs> that I then had to deal with. <laughs> yeah, what's mad as well is. And I don't know if this is all babies. It's like whenever I seem to be cleaning up her crap, I look up at her and there's a smile on her face. And I don't know whether it's a smile of like just contention and because she's just had a poo and I smile when I've had a poo or it's like, yeah, get stuck into that, you mug. I don't know. That's what I, do, I do wonder that. You know, like we, we were talking about it. I can't remember. It was the last one, one before about when kids start to form memories. Mm. And um, I don't know if they form clear memories, but they definitely have a, a, a sense that, you're absolutely fucking under the cosh with them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like this morning because I was like, I was conscious yesterday. I was quite full on, like, you know, uh, I'd done, you know, I was cooking, but Catherine was sort of like, you know, hosting, entertaining. I was like, this morning, I was like, well, I'll get up with Grace in the morning. I'll do all those bits. I'll try and give Catherine a bit of a lie-in. So I was trying this morning to sort of multitask. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I literally got everything done, shopping put away, bits done for our roast today. And then, yeah. And then that poo hit, and you're like, "Wow, that's like, mm. yeah." That was like a, it was like a big storm that came. Were you hit bad by the storm, by the way? We had a tree down in the garden. Oh wow, man! Yeah, yeah. How many trees bad. have you got in your garden? Well, obviously one less than you, though. Yeah. <laughs> How many trees have you? Oh wow, five. Five trees. Fuck, that's so. Well, you're still a, getting it. No, but they're over. massive trees. It's like small trees across the back of the garden. Oh, nice, nice. Well, like an acre plot. Why are you doing this? I'm just asking, because fire trees will in, in like. Do, do you know, know what I'd like? I'd like. I'd like to not. I'd like to do this podcast just once and not feel like I'm the victim of a fucking journalist sting. <laughs> Would that be all right? A journalist sting. I've spent the last fucking ten years working for the Sun. Like I literally <laughs> I've sculpted fucking four or five TV shows. Somebody said to you years ago, the big one we want to take down. We need to get, there's a guy coming up on the circuit. He's done like one mock the week. We need you to fucking absolutely eviscerate this guy. Don't worry about that. Fucking comedy's he? an absolute Who? piece of piss. Who is he? Well, my friend Nathan. What, the uh, cover guy from Sukarayan? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. The son is so angry. We're so angry as a publication that he would do something as shit as that. We want to take him down at some point in the future. Yeah, don't worry well, about we, that. We need you to go undercover. Yeah, I'll make a I'll make a BAFTA winning series that completely de- like creates a new genre of television just so we can take this prick down. <laughs> I'm too, I'm in too deep. What an awful version of ID. <laughs> there was oh fucking hell. Yeah. I made, I read an article the other day. Have you read this thing about like fucking these undercover coppers that end up like marrying completely innocent people and shit like that? They're not even involved right. in the things. That, mate, it's crazy. I read this really? story 
I read this story recently about this woman that like got married to an undercover copper who was like investigating this hooligan ring or something or or or, or protest ring. And she wasn't really involved in it. She was just sort of, she hadn't committed any crime. It wasn't like, so she was just somebody he was using to help. And she thought she was in, it's horrible. She thought she was like in a loving relationship. And it, this guy's already fucking married. Do you know what I mean? It's mad. Like Donny Bresco kind of vibes. That happened loads, apparently. Probably still does happen, but like. It's like, that. that's one thing I'm Do, do you know what? Like, can I just apologise? I, I just need to apologise to you, Tom, and everyone listening. This is the second time this happened now. Where I, without really any grasp of any real facts, just sort of fucking meander my way through a story. I can't tell you when it happened. I can't tell you what did exactly. You, the de- I don't even know what, if what I'm saying is Did you skim read the article? Or did no, you read I read it, it properly, but my retention of like that kind of shit is just Yeah, but you've got, so your brain is full, or like your brain is a cluttered room. Do you, do you think so? I think your brain's incredible, but it's got a lot of okay. fucking, like, yeah. Like if it was if it was like a storage unit, there'd be no room left in it. Someone would be trying to cram in a sofa, and there's just nothing left. No, no room. Do you know? Left do, you know do, do you know what's so mad about you saying this is that one of the things that started to become clear since we've moved house is I've got a couple of areas. One is like my the room that I'm in now, and like I've got a little tiny like voiceover like booth thing in yeah. the in the garage, right? Those are the areas that I am solely responsible for. They're so much messier and more disgusting than any other areas in the house. Oh, mate. I just shit everywhere. I, I, I've got a problem, man. No, no, but what... I've in got... fact, are you messy? Mate, I'm actually... I'm, oh, yeah, I'm messy But let me just say, this is where I'm at, right? This is my office right, I'm in now, right? Right? This yeah, is, okay. so, so this is my little sacred space. I've got the, I've got a, the garage, which is just like my gym and whatever in there. But this is my space. What I've noticed, Rom, is as soon as mm. we've got guests staying and we've got people coming around... Instead of tidying up, what tends to happen is everything just gets put in this room. Everything just gets loaded into this room. And now it's just literally just packed full of hoovers and fucking dirty washing bins. The rest of the house looks like a fucking... People, everyone's coming around going, oh my God, it's amazing that you've got a newborn and your house is so neat and tidy. And then like you come in this room, you're like, oh, we've literally just crammed everything like a fucking Mickey Mouse sketch where he's just like pushing up against the wall. And I'm like, where am I supposed to do the podcast? Oh, you'll be able to work your way in like a maze-type fashion to get to your fucking desk, which also had loads of shit on it. Do you know what's so funny is that, like, I know the podcast... Listen, I love doing this podcast with you, but uh, uh, and, you know, it's part of your job, I guess, you could describe it as. But the words, where am I supposed to do my podcast? I mean, they sound so pathetic, don't they? Imagine saying that to a house... You know, because, like... Like all of my friends, I don't know if you've but my mates all think that what I do is a fucking joke of a job anyway, right? And, yeah, then, yeah. and then saying to saying to your, if Lisa and her mum are in the living room, I go, I'm just off to do my podcast. I mean, the, the, the look they give me, even from Lisa, who's involved in the podcast, the sort of look they give me, oh, you're going off to do your little podcast? Oh, he's right. doing important work, isn't he? He's off to do something really, go, go on, you go to the, ga- you go to your office and go change the world. Come on, one step at a time, one episode at a time. My dad Silly literally fucker. just did that. So my dad, mum and dad are downstairs and I'm putting the Ocado stuff around. My mum went, Grace has had a poo like that, like essentially like passing me a baby just fucking rolled in shit. And then she's like, Grace had a poo. And I'm like, so I've just got to put a shopping way, clean up case. Then I've got to do the podcast. So I'm like, I, I, this is no joke. This is literally, as I said it, I felt so pathetic. I was like, this is why men of my mate age have heart attacks. And my dad went, well, because I've got to do podcasts. <laughs> he's right. right. I mean, listen, I mean, he's my right. Dad ran a fucking, my dad worked in all weathers running a garage 
for fucking yeah. 50 odd years. Like fucking shit. My mum worked for the NHS when it was yeah. getting the shit kicked out of it by Margaret Thatcher. And then I'm yeah. standing there like almost like a middle class fucking person. They, like they don't even want to. I have to do a podcast and I might have a heart attack like Tommy Cooper halfway through it. It's so funny because like my mum is like, because like my dad was like such a, was, you know, put it about a bit and it was a bit of a nightmare to be married to. My mum, my mum sort of constantly sort of, she she complains about my dad, my dead dad, a lot. Yeah. And bigs up me and my brother a lot because, you know, she's like, everything we do is great and whatever. And it's so funny. She's like, my dad, he, my dad was running a pub and working in an office during the day. Like he was doing both of those things for years, right? Trying to make, try, trying to make ends meet. My mum, oh, your bloody father. And then I'll say to her, <laughs> Um, uh, well, she goes to me, what are you up to at the moment? I said, oh, I've, yeah, I've, got, I've got to do, I'm doing the radio show in the garage and then tomorrow I'm doing the podcast. Oh my God, won't my darling doesn't get a single free weekend? <laughs> oh, you... <laughs> oh, Romy, be careful, darling. Be careful. It's just like, what the fuck, man? It's embarrassing. When we could, you do like 60% to 70% of your fucking yearly work in your fucking slippers and a pair of fucking shorts in the winter. <laughs> I don't, my, my dad looks at me sometimes, I swear, and it's like, I, you know, I worked on fucking, I worked like, like you did. I grafted a proper job. I know how, like, freaking out because I've got to do a fucking podcast. And it's like, I don't even know what my mind space will be like as I'm putting fucking. Be easy on us, though, bro. You know, we've got to be easy on ourselves. It's all about perspective. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The truth is, we're very lucky to do this, but it has ruined us as people. Yeah. Okay. Do you, want to do, do you want to do some emails, my G? I'd love to break off some email juice, baby, because I'm about to hit some fucking flavour. Um, I'm so excited about doing the live shows. Are you? Oh, man, I can't wait. I just, you know what? I, I think there's going to be a moment where I just take a breath. I stare at you. You know, like in a film where they're just about to sort of like, you know, there's just a break and the music stops. And it just goes silent. We look at each other and we just go. And then we just look out from the crowd and everyone just, everyone just takes that moment, that breath. And we all do it together in unison. And then we just start talking again. That'll be fucking Can I ask beautiful. you something? Have you been watching have you been watching a lot of talent shows recently? Because <laughs> old reruns of pop because, because, No, because I think, you know, you you've obviously you're at home <laughs> looking after Grace when you're not working, so you're not out much. So okay, that's so that's you at home. Earlier on you made an X Factor reference out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> and now you're talking about looking out into the audience and oh it's little Little, who would have thought little Tom and Romer should be end up here on this stage doing our live podcast? You know what? No, you know what? It'll be, oh, you know how we should we should start by doing you know this shallow song from um, uh, A Star Is Born, right? Yeah, so I'm not saying like, who would you? I can't believe you still haven't seen it. it makes me fucking feel sick, right? You, but you can be like, I'll send you the video so you can get it into your head, right? Okay. Like, I think I'll probably, I don't know who's called, like, so someone has to be Bradley Cooper, basically, and start the podcast off. Mm. And then the other one's apprehensively standing at the side of the stage, like Lady Gaga. And like, I don't know if I can yeah. do this. And then basically, like, I suppose you'll have to do, like, the big shout-out, and everyone's like... And then Lady Gaga just comes running out onto stage, grabs the microphone, and blows the fucking mic. It's, like, incredible. Okay, 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 listen, 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 listen. There's one thing I want to ask you not to do on these live shows, okay? And and I know it'll be absolute fucking ace up your sleeve. Is that at some point will it will come up your impression of me? And I know and I know how you're gonna. I know exactly how you'd handle it because I know you so well. You go like this. No, listen. I I 
You're, not, you're getting that. some fucking development out of the one of me at the moment. I, 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 you're going to go, I, you're gonna go I, I don't want to do that. Because listen, Romish, he's my soul, he's my heart, he's my kidneys, all right? And what I don't want to do is on this live show, disrespect him. And I know exactly what you're doing. What you're trying to do is create a protest in the middle of the thing. And they've been going, no, do it, Tom. No, I can't, I can't. And then all of a sudden, do it, do it. Do it, and then uh, you, I you can't leave afraid do of... it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me something, boy. Oh gosh, right. Um, okay, emails. Thank you once again to the Swan who um, has been very busy but managed to do this. I actually, actually said to... also shout out the Swan for who sent out all the merch. Um, and if we want to yes. keep messaging, say about any merch that was with, outstanding from the last it'll batch, be with be, you, it'll, it'll be, be with you forthwith. Um, uh, uh, so the Swan, she did a really cool thing. I said to her, "Don't worry about." Cause she's been quite. She's been really busy this week. I said to her, "Don't worry about the emails. I'll, I'll sort it out this week." And then this morning, um, she just goes to me, "Just so you know, done the emails. You're welcome." Right. Just sort of styled it out like that. What a woman. The gallant um, swan, a credit to this podcast and to the human race. She did a th- she slightly ruined a thing for me though, actually. Oh, whoa, whoa, so whoa. have you watched have you watched the Kanye West uh No 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 I've not seen it. I saw you yeah, it emotionally entangled you yesterday. Yeah. Were you seriously worried about me? Yeah, yeah, I was because I was like I know how tired you. Like this is no joke. I actually genuinely felt a little I listened to one of the podcasts back and then like you've been out partying quite a lot recently you've like no, genuinely no you've been working hard. No, and i mean this i was like oh shit maybe i'm making light of maybe he's feeling a bit blue because i know how hard you're working i you know and I, I was like i'm quite conscious i've got a couple of friends at the moment who are the same age as me and you who are going through stuff and i've spoken mm. to them quite a lot then i just was like oh shit maybe i'm making light of oh. the situation oh, so that's what, I, was you know what? I need to apo- i need to apologize to you then because you did what you're supposed to do and reached out and went, hope you're right. And then I think my response was, fuck you, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, but with ha, 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 you did loads of laughing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So then uh, I knew you were fine. Yeah, but basically what happened was is this this documentary, I've only watched the first one. I think the, only the first one's available. Kanye West, basically years and years ago, this is an incredible story in itself, the making of this thing. Years and years ago, somebody saw Kanye West before he was like, when he just started like taking off as a producer. Yeah. And just thought this guy is going to be something huge, and so basically dropped everything to just document his journey, right? And started wow. filming him, right? And so this documentary is the result of that. Anyway, I'm watching it and loving it, and that's why I posted about. There's a bit where basically Doug Infinite, who's um, another producer from Chicago, did a diss track to Kanye, and then in this documentary you see Kanye kind of dealing with, you know, he's not even put out one of his own songs yet and he's got a diss track against it. He was so gutted and then he saw the guy in the street and they had a chat about it. This is a guy that used they used to be really good friends. It was horrible. Like really sad. Anyway, that was all it's worth watching. It's really worth watching. It's quite inspirational actually. You see you sort of seeing what Kanye ended up doing and and how many people completely there's a bit where he's walking through Rockefeller Records trying to play people his music. Because basically he was known as a producer, but he wanted to be a rapper. Like, he wanted to be an actual artist in himself. And there's a bit where he's walking around Rockefeller Records playing his music to people, playing songs that are off his first album that fucking went, like, won so many awards. And people had, like, treated him like he's an annoying kid. Do you know what I mean? It's so yeah. mad. Anyway, um, 
I was watching it, and then Lisa pointed out that the guy that filmed it all and was narrating sounds a little bit like Forrest Gump, and that was the whole thing fucking ruined. I, I just couldn't get that out of my head. So you've ruined it for me, and everyone else is going to listen to it now. Well, I, I wonder if other people are sort of able to tune my wife's voice out there, you know, out of their influence, sphere of influence. Well, I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to watch. I've got it down to watch later. There's a lot of good shit out. Yeah, listen, we've got to get into emails, but the other two things I watched, I think we talked about this. It's Tinder Swindler. And I can't remember what the other one's called. The one Can about I just the say guy... something about this because the Tinder suit I watched now, I've seen the whole thing, and it's fucking, yeah, yeah, like just like insane and like just, yeah, grimy and like, but you know, like, I don't know if you've had this. So, um, someone pretending to be me on Tinder, right? And I've had this about four or five times with people using my picture on so Tinder. Is it, your, is it your actual photo? Yeah, so it's a picture of me, like uh, like numerous pictures that I've got off the internet, and and people are using it. And you're like, number one, I think, like, like if you're going to pretend to be anyone, why pretend to to be me? Because it's sort of pretty distinctive and pretty. You know, it also is like, you know, it's not really the honey trap of all honey traps. I'm sort of like they're gonna. I don't, I don't, I just don't get it. I don't get that side of like. The, yeah, I suppose it's more yeah. catfishing, right? But yeah, and that's just, what that's exactly what I'd say if I'd if I was married, but had set up a profile and got caught. No, no, this is this is the mad thing. This morning I've yeah. been sent a load of pictures, right, from a club last night of people going, "Oh, mate, great to meet you. Fucking love loved having a few beers with you last night." With a picture of numerous people and this guy who is not me. There's a guy there like, like out last night. I'm like messing people back. They're, they're I've clearly... seen this picture. You posted. You posted it. On yeah, Instagram. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the guy. The guy, the, guy, the guy doesn't look like you, really. I don't. No, but like, I've think? had a few of these pictures of people saying like, "I'm oh, nice to meet you" and all this. Right, that one's a legend one. I don't really want to give this guy any more attention than he fucking actually needs. But it's insane, right? And now I'm like, he doesn't look anything like you. What I would say, he looks like the Pringles guy. What I would say though is, um, I uh, I get that loads, mate. I, I get tagged in photos where people go, it happens all the time. Just some Asian bloke with a beard and glasses and they just message me going, so good to meet you. And and I, I got somebody go, somebody messaged me going, um, you're in Nando's, uh, I've just seen Nando's with you and I'm scared to come over. And and I haven't got the heart to say to them, that's not me. Like, like, Please do go over because it's some it's some fucking it's, random it's like, brown bloke. I just don't get the catfish thing of using a picture of someone because as soon as you turn up, you get and also they don't even use my real name. Like I'm not saying I'm I'm like a known known person, but if you're calling yourself Trevor, Trevor forty three from fucking Nuneaton, right? People are going, I'm sure that's Tom Davis. Rather than do you know what I mean? Like it's just an insane thing to do. Yeah, or the guy is thinking you're the best version of his kind of guess who characteristics. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Beard, glasses, sort of height and all that. And he sort Ball of thinks, head. what's the best representation of that? Tom Davis. That's a sad fucking fan. slight on someone, isn't it? Using my picture instead of my fucking big, fuck, stupid, gappy smile. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I will not allow you to talk about yourself like that. You're a fucking fine figure of a man. Um, okay, let's get to these emails that we promised we were going to do 10 minutes ago. This is from The Honey Badger. Uh, Dear Wolf, Al Swan and Cat. I like it when they include cats. No, I like it when they cat, cat feels very yeah, included there. Um, please keep me anonymous. Well, I hope, unless your real name's Honey Badger, I think we've managed it. Thanks for an epic podcast. <laughs> Actually, Jimmy found... could be someone's name. <laughs> Yours sincerely, Honey Badger. 
Um, thanks for an epic podcast. I found live comedy in the midst of first lockdown, and your podcast and various TV series stand-up specials have been a massive part of improving my mental health. So thank you. Wednesday morning is now the highlight of my week, and I've listened to every episode at least three times. Wowzers, wowzers. Now to my problem. I've been chatting to someone since September. We've only seen each other three times, but we talk on the phone for hours and message each other about every aspect of our day. Neither of us have admitted what is the nature of our relationship, as we're both pretty quiet and shy. But recently I wanted to see if we can take the next step and admit our feelings for each other. We both have our dream jobs that mean constant foreign travel and a lack of social life. Seeing each other is difficult, as we're not often in the same country at the same time. I've just turned 20, but I've never felt a connection to someone in this way before. Should I cut my losses and stop things before they progress and one of us inevitably gets hurt? Hurt or go for it and admit my feelings? I already know what Tom's take on this is going to be. He's the funniest and kindest soul I've met. And we really don't want to lose him as a friend either. The big twist to this would be if he's the guy that's been masquerading as Tom Davis on Tinder. Yeah, I was um, just thinking that. Thanks. And P.S. Tom, loved the curse. I watched it with my parents who were teenagers in the East End in the 80s, and it's provided our family a number of funny dinnertime anecdotes this week. The Honey Badger. Uh, well, Tom Honey Badger, thank you. I'm very touched by that. It's very nice of you. And, uh, you know, big up yourself. Um, okay. Um, I've watched a hell of a lot of Catfish. So um, my gut instinct right now is, yo, we need to make sure this person is a thousand million percent real, right? I know you've talked to him on the phone, but um, I'd say actually for anyone getting into involved in any kind of internet romance or sort of like social media romance, watch Catfish because it's like basically like uh, do not, have, do not, and whatever like situation. That said, sometimes in Catfish... One of the most joyous moments is when two people meet up and they've had this bond, they've spoken for a long time, and they just click. And it's, yeah, takes my breath away. Yeah, yeah, I will sit there and I'll... Sometimes I watch the best moments of catfish relationships. The real walk down memory lane of some of my favourite characters over that show of a year. So I'd say, listen, you need to be careful. You need to be really, like on this but there's nothing better than love baby and if you found someone who completes you and makes you feel good about yourself and makes you feel like you know that's the person you you enjoy speaking to them you meet up and let this ride on the wave of love because let me tell you there ain't no ride like it baby (laughs) (laughs) i wondered how you're going to finish that sentence and you did not disappoint um (laughs) Yeah, listen, I would, I'd totally echo what Tom said. You need to be safe. You need to be safe and do whatever that takes. And that obviously means things like uh, letting people know where you're going to be meeting, checking in with people to let them know what you're up to. It's just, you know, these are annoying things that you have to do uh, when you're meeting up with people. I've always thought, like, in that situation, I mean, you could be like um, uh, Neve and the other guy like, who go um, along. No, what, go check up on these catfish people. Yeah, yeah, and then we just follow her, like follow Danny Badger on, on the date sort of thing. Do we? Do we? Do we? Because I feel like I need to start recommending you things to watch if you're going to exclusively give ad- advice based on something you've happened to have seen in the last day. It'd be like me going, you know, uh, yeah, well, you know, what I think is, you know, based on, you know, if you really want to become a rapper, just sort of keep going for it. Ignore the doubters. Do you know what I mean? Ignore the doubters. Yeah, but and, the right, haters, and, you, and eventually you might what, end up bringing out like one of the makes- biggest. Uh, Shoe lines in the in the history of trainers. What's lovely about our uh, you know our development as human beings is we come at this from different angles, right? Mm. You've got like from one side you've got this hip hop cool edgy version of yourself, but then also no, there's this sweet sweet nerd in there who still fucking believes in Care Bears and fucking <laughs> Marvel superheroes and shit like that, right? 
with me, it's like, you know, there's like this gritty side of me, which is all about dramas and fucking like sort of high end fucking TV programs. Catfish. But also there's no, but also catfish reality TV. Oh, maybe. I see. Right. Oh, sorry. sorry, yeah? sorry, sorry. I've just sat. What, shout out actually. Uh, one of my favorite things at the moment is um, Rob Beckett on uh, uh, Celebs Go Dating. I think that genuinely yeah. is one of the funniest things in the world. Like his commentary on that. <laughs> Uh, it's the second time you mentioned. What is going on? Are you two going to do a podcast? <laughs> no, no. I just like I'm, at the moment it's on. A, it's on every night of the week, right? And Catherine loves watching it. And like, but Catherine watches it kind of because of she's interested in the celebrities and stuff. I genuinely watch it because I think it's a work of art into sort of being lampooning a TV show as such. Whilst being no, involved, I'm, in I'm, I'm, only, I'm only joking. It's, it's very, very funny, man. He's um, brilliant. His joke he, rate on it. It's like a to machine make, gun to make. To make the VO the star of the show is pretty Mate, unbelievable. It's incredible. Probably since like with Sterling and Love Island, but I'd, I'd say Beckett there is just yeah, boom, 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 boom. It's real. It's a joy. Um, um, anyway, uh, Honey Badger. Uh, what I would say to you is two things. One, uh, go and see how it goes because, uh, like Tom said, the payoff, the potential payoff, is unbelievable. Um, uh, but what I would also say, the caveat to that would be, is that if you do meet up with this person and it doesn't work out, uh, you're 20. And and I know it'll feel horrible at that time, but listen, you will find love and love will find you. So, you know, what wow. I would say is... Wow! Wow! Someone just took themselves a little advice pill and went, oh, that was beautiful. Man, that was a really... <laughs> wow. Yo. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah, you have right. been listening for the last year and a half. I think it was pretty rude one, what I said. But, yeah, thank you. Uh, uh, okay, well, but good yeah, luck, Honey no, Badger. No, no, whoa, whoa, Honey Badger. Again, need to reiterate, take precautions, be really, really yeah, safe, meet in an open place, that, you know, be re- very, 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 uh, very, very yeah. cautious, okay? Because I'm worried about your sister. Bless yeah, you. Yeah, be, be super, 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 super careful, please. Um, okay, uh, our next email. Good luck, Honey Badger, by the way. And thanks for getting in touch. And let us know how it goes, please, please. Yeah, please do. Okay, so this is from... Oh, God. Your lovely wife's not going to be happy with this. This is from The Cat. Oh, wow. Uh, hi, Wolf Allen Swan. Love the pod. Hope you're all good. My daughter has joined her local under-8s football team. I couldn't be prouder. The coach made a captain, making her the first female wow. captain at the club. Congratulations. As a dad, I feel like I have to protect her, obviously, but also set good examples while doing so. My issue is other parents say things like, well, she's only captain because she's a girl. And, well, it makes the team weaker if she plays, you know, being the only girl. I've tried to set good examples and tried the reasonable approach and explaining why it's completely wrong. And as parents, we're meant to be a team and support each other's kids when they're playing. But I'm running out of ideas. Any advice would be a massive help. Peace and love the cat. Uh, P.S. I'm bald and willing to be a part of the Newman test. Okay. Tom Shout Day. out, right. Yo, number one, the cat. Let me just say this. That is, um, the majority of that, right, is number one, it's fucking bile and it makes me fucking seething um, that that is sort of like the way that parents are, are going with stuff. But that's, I don't think that's necessarily just about her, you know, being your daughter. I think there's a lot of, always a lot of jealousy about, you know, when it comes to kids football. I think we talked about this the other week, actually, and it's sort of kind of what we were talking about earlier on this podcast, that I think people just, People believe that that should probably be their kid, that they should be that, you know, should the captain or their kid. So that's already going to build animosity. The fact that sort of sexism and stuff is happening at that sort of fucking age, at eight, is abhorrent. And I think that, you know, that's on them, man. And, and you know, I think 
you can say your piece, but I think the small mindedness of, of people, and I think especially when it comes to sort of, you know, there's an element of almost toxic masculinity to this, uh, of even at the age of eight, parents looking at their boys and you know it's just a sad state of affairs that's where we're at is that they're looking at their sons and they've got a female captain and they're they're somehow fucking just picking on the fact that that's that's the reason why and that, that you know i find that really i find it really just quite sad you know it's something that you know i as a f- massive football fan i look forward to hopefully grace playing I, i'd love to see my daughter play football i'd love to sort of you know when best player when I was a kid that played in my football team when I when I played when I was a kid was a little girl Davina who was an incredible footballer she was like well you know and there was you know back then you, you're going to have a mix of parents who are sort of against it and parents that are for it and I think the, tr- the trouble is you know and it's like you know what's heartbreaking you still feel in 2022 you've still like been groundbreaking just to have a little girl who's captain and a kids team at eight I don't know it's just actually spun me out a bit because I just thought Maybe we're a bit more prog- progressive than mm. that, um, but I, th- you know, I think, I think the one thing that if you if your daughter continues and 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 so she should as captain as a player, the one thing that it will do is it will make her stronger because she'll she'll be seeing what's going on, um, one way or another she'll pick up on that, and that will make her hopefully a, a stronger, stronger woman in the future because she can be proving doubt as wrong at that age as as a brilliant little footballer and a captain and a credit to the beautiful game so uh my my words would be don't worry about getting involved in arguments or you know which is a bit against what i was saying earlier but just be there for your daughter enjoy watching her play enjoy her proving people wrong week in week out and um one day when she's picking up a world cup for the england women's team know that you are the guy who supported her week in week out and that's all she needs Lovely. Unless, of course, there's another parent involved, uh, in which case uh, that's good as well. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah, I would yeah, say, I'm just saying, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, the cat's you, 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 in and yeah, 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 I just like, yeah, so if we yeah, did that, yeah, for, yeah, if we did yeah, that, for yeah, 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 we'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's the cat's, the cat's asked for advice, yeah, 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 ye
uh, and to your daughter. Congratulations uh, on the captaincy. Okay, Tom. Yo. Um, you know, it's quite timely, actually, because I've just heard Lisa return home. Wow. And I know that means I have got about 10 minutes to get ready to go and take Charlie to football uh, with her. So, without further delay, Tom, could you please take us out the tick? Yo, yo. What is society? How does it work? If we've got it right, everybody should just be getting on and we should be getting the same fizz from the same fizzy drink all the time. But sometimes that fizzy drink tends to be a little bit flatter for some. All I'm saying is if we had a well of Pepsi or Coca-Cola is everyone should come to the well and drink the same, the same. It should always be fizzy and it should always give you that regurgitation of a burp and everyone should enjoy that burp. As we grow and as the world turns and we are faced with more and more adversity, whether it be a pandemic or whether it be a storm that rips through our homes and gives us power cuts and puts trees down in our acre plots of lands um, in where our castles sit, or whether it be a war many, many miles away that teats on the brink. Let's not lose sight of how far we've come. Let's not lose sight of who we are. Let's not lose sight of looking next to us to our brother or sister or whoever they may be and saying, yo, you all right? Hey, I've got a well here. It's got some Pepsi in. Fancy a quencher. Be you, but always keep an eye on others. And that is what life's all about. Um, it's a few things that I'd like to comment on uh, yeah. from that. The first one, I think, is uh, whenever you do these, I know there's a certain face you pull when you regret starting it in the way that you have done, yeah. uh, which you did about midway through that. And you weren't yeah, sure yeah, where yeah. to go. But Secondly, yeah. the decision That's pretty to, much been all of them. Yeah. The, the Secondly, the decision to move from talking about burping to Russia's <laughs> invasion of Ukraine uh, is <laughs> quite fucking incredible. Yeah, but once again, uh, you've done you've done a great job, really good job. I'm really proud Bless of you, sir. And, Bless, um, you. Yeah, Bless really you and good. all that um, works inside you. So, listen, all that leads for us to say, guys, is just a little reminder: we are doing live shows uh, in March. Uh, they're going to be announced. It's going to be announced on Wednesday, and you are going to have access before anybody else to the tickets if you sign up for the mailing list at romishrangenathan.co.uk/slash. Wolf and Owl. Yeah, let's get a little picture now, and then we can stick up a picture, and we can stick up the link. Whoa, what's going on? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Sweet, sweet pictures. Okay, cool. Um, all right, Tommy boy. Yo, and I'll remember, catch you on the bro. Flip. I love you, I love, bro. I, I, oh, whoa, no, 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 no. Please, just say what you just said again, because I'm going. We're going out on that. That's my favourite thing you've ever said. What I've said it to you all the time. Chill the flip. That's fucking cool. Letters. Say it again. <laughs> say it again. It's nice. Tom, uh, I'll see you next time. Thanks a lot. I love you, bro. Chill the flip. What? Chill the flip. Did chill I say flip. chill the flip? Yeah, it was so fucking epic. It was so effortlessly cool. Oh, so okay, right. Uh, here we go. Uh, Tom, chill the flip. That's nice. Um, all right, peace out. If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod 
at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.